Hello, welcome to the Monday, March 20th, 2017 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Xavier talked about an interesting malware sample on Saturday. In this particular sample, the downloader actually acts in a number of stages. And one interesting part here was that part of the initial download was a bitmap file that turned out to be an obfuscated executable. Bitmap files, of course, are usually not inspected by anti-malware. So by loading a bitmap onto the system and then have a fairly benign little script that will decrypt it and turn it into an executable, you may be able to bypass some anti-malware systems. And even if it won't work on the endpoint itself, it most certainly will evade detection on gateways like proxies and the like that are inspecting code at rest. Another not really new lesson, but sort of reinforced by the sample when it comes to anti-malware is that uh, much malware is loading multiple pieces of code onto a system and then essentially just hoping that one of them will not get disrupted by anti-malware. So whenever you see the warning that your anti-malware program has found something malicious on your system and it turns out to be a real malicious sample, you always have to worry about what else was loaded on the system that your anti-malware has not picked up. I've seen cases where anti-malware sort of picked up literally dozens of malicious pieces of code, but eventually one n malicious piece that's not being detected makes it onto the system and then of course causes damage. All of this can be caused by the same downloader. An interesting paper by researchers at the Technical University of Braunschweig is showing some real attacks against CRTP. CRTP is short for Zimmerman Real-Time Protocol. It's an encrypted version of RTP, the voice over IP protocol. And Zimmerman, of course, is one of the inventors of the BGP encryption protocol. Now, this particular standard has made it actually into an IETF standard. So it has been implemented in various clients. And this paper looks at how well the standard is implemented in these clients. They found two serious vulnerabilities. One essentially doesn't verify the initial challenge correctly. The way you actually work with CRTP is that the client will give you a couple of letters that you have to speak the other side of the conversation will then compare what you speak to the letters that you are supposed to have received. Now, in one of these implementations, a bad authentication here is not actually being detected. Another implementation sort of does kind of the opposite, where it will occasionally detect good authentication as an attack and warn the user. These warnings, of course, are almost as dangerous as not detecting it because then the user will get used to uh, these uh, false positives and ignore real bad connections. 
Now, as far as the protocol itself goes, one of the attacks being pointed out here is that an attacker could inject a synthesized voice with the right characters into the stream. It tends to be quite difficult for the other side to recognize the voice if you only speak certain letters. They suggest that instead, maybe a sentence may be better because then it gets a little bit more difficult to actually synthesize the voice correctly. So interesting paper, update your clients. And uh, if you are relying on CRTP, take a look at the paper because it also goes over some of the details of the human interface here, what you sort of have to watch for. An interesting new tool allows you to connect to a MySQL server knowing nothing but the password hash that's stored in the MySQL database. MySQL doesn't, of course, store clear text passwords. Instead, it stores a hash of the password. And then for the actual authentication, there is first a salt being sent by the server and the hash is hashed again using this salt. So each time you send the password across the wire, it's a different string. So this is all pretty solid and very common. But of course, once an attacker gets a hold of the hash password from the password table, the attacker is able to participate in this handshake and is able to spoof a login. The only thing really that stands in the way of the successful attack is that there is no easy way in a MySQL client to actually enter the hash of the password. Now this new client, MySQL Unsha1, solves just this problem. It allows you to use the hash that you received from the database. Quick workaround, of course, is to enable SSL. With SSL, this attack would no longer work. And well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.